Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to It Means More Podcast. It's Haley here alongside with my sister, Jamie, and we have a special one for you guys today. Episode 2, Jumping Over the Hurdles with Miss Sydney Johnson. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Like Haley said, Miss um, Sydney, I'm going to let her share you know, more of her story. I don't want to take her thunder, her shine, but we actually um, met, how long has it been? Like six, seven years ago? Yeah, it was what 2012. Some yeah, yeah. It was like when we both first like freshly graduated from college. (laughs) And so we worked together and um yeah, that's how we met and we've been tight ever since. Like uh God bringing in her bringing her in my life definitely uh was a blessing. She was a positive spirit in my life and um it was definitely intentional. So I value our friendship so much and again, like Haley said, thank you for doing this and uh, yeah let's just get into it we want to know about Sydney um she has an incredible story so yeah so let, let us let us know about you what's your background where you're from who you are what you about <laughs> well hey y'all <laughs> uh, first of all the jump in the hurdles I like that that's clever that's catchy yes I like yes yeah, I like that um <laughs> but yeah so um I'm Sydney uh, Sydney Johnson um I'm from Houston um, by way of Louisiana, um, definitely not Bogalusa, but it's still plausible, <laughs> all like that. It's Sacrament. You blink and you miss it, so I understand. Right. Um, but yeah, um, met Jamie, and I was like, "What oh, our first real job?" You know, like we thought it was official, and um, it was definitely a God thing. Um, it wasn't too many of us, you know, um, colored people. <laughs> I'll say that, mm-hmm. and um, so we stuck together as best we could, and we had sports in common. Um, and so, yeah, we just hit it off. Like literally probably the first or second day we saw each other. I was like, Ooh, there goes somebody my age. Am I coming? <laughs> okay. Right. Let's be friends. <laughs> um, and yeah, outside of that, um, right now I just do personal training. Um, I'm a real estate agent. Um, you know, I'm building a business through fitness and like holistic coaching and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm just trying to make that money the best way I can, you know? Oh, I hear you. Same. And I'm not even out of college yet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. No, you I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> good head start. Trust me. So, um, you know, just going back to sports, because, uh, you know, this podcast is kind of centered around sports mainly and then also to promote you. So we just want to know, like, uh, what was one of your biggest hurdles that you had to overcome while being a student athlete? Um, biggest hurdles? I'll probably say... Being a student, honestly, it was being more friendly with people who didn't play sports. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> um, like y'all know, when you play a sport in college, especially because that's why you came, um, you live and die with these people. Like you wake up to them, you mm-hmm. practice them, you eat with them, you, to, you know what I mean. Like it's your team, your team, your team. Um, and for me, I had to like break out of just thinking I had to be around people that played the sport. You know. Yeah. Um, that was probably like the biggest hurdle, honestly, because I have been I've been playing sports all my life. So it was nothing new, you know, um, being on a team was nothing new. Traveling was nothing new. But um, breaking outside of, you know, like I don't have to just be friends with these people was probably the the hardest thing. Yeah, that's something that I find hard to do. It's hard for me to talk to other people because I'm like, you know, 
y'all don't really know what I go through and y'all over here paying y'all's tuition and I'm over here on a full ride scholarship. So every time we bring it up, it's like a, wow, you're so lucky. And I just feel bad. I'm like, all right, so this ain't gonna work out. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. And then too, like, you know, they, and then sometimes honestly we get, well, I say we, but back then I was also, um, because I didn't have like an easy major, like I did, but I didn't because I switched kind of halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like a lot of people still have like try to play you on the slick, like, oh, well, you're on scholarship. So, you know, they just going to, you're an athlete, they'll take care of you. Man. No, like, don't believe the hype. Okay. Like it ain't, everybody don't get taken care of like that. You know exactly. what I mean? So, exactly. Um, trying to like weed those kind of people out. That's, that was yeah. I, I Like there's people out there that think, because you are a student athlete, when it comes to the professors and everything, they're giving you A's just because you are a student athlete. No, I have to study just as much as y'all do and have to work just as much as y'all do on top of playing sports and making sure that I'm doing what I need to on the court as well as in the classroom. So it's not – I wish that people would understand that, but it's it takes people more time to really get that, I guess. It does, definitely. You know, yeah. I don't think that – that people really give well athletes. I don't think all athletes give people a, a real insight into what a student athlete really looks like. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we do have so many glorified student athletes yeah. and I can't hate on them. Like that's a blessing. You know, if you got that favor, I'm not knocking you whatsoever, but mm-hmm. there are the rest of us out there that we didn't have that, you know, like, yeah, we were blessed to get a scholarship, but we still had to work. Exactly. <laughs> like everybody else, you know? Exactly. But yeah. Thanks. Well, what's three keys that you stand on with your life or three values that you stand on? Um, okay, this one is easy, right? Because like, I have been through a lot, man. So um, what I can honestly say is um, it would be loyalty because um, I'm like super huge on loyalty. Um, keeping your word and um, being authentic to like being your authentic self. Being true to who you are. Those are some three powerful keys right there. I like those. Yeah. I'm, about yeah. to steal, I'm about to steal some of them. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, especially with this journey, you 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 find out a lot about people yeah. on this mm-hmm. journey. So I feel you. Loyalty, keeping your word, being reliable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> your authentic self. <laughs> you can hear it in your voice. She's talking yeah. about that's what hit that back nerve, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why those things, though, if you don't um, mind me asking? Yeah, no, that's what we're here for. Um, loyalty, because you see so many people. Okay, let me be real. Okay, <laughs> if I can be nothing else. Mm-hmm. So many people out here chasing after, like, fantasies, and they chasing after this dollar, and they chasing after this, mm-hmm. and they don't even know who they are, you know? And they so quick to switch up at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. And people forget what it really is and what it means to like be loyal and especially in the family, you know, aspect, um, you know, like you, you're your brother's keeper. You know what I mean? I'm my sister's keeper. And people don't understand that. Like just because somebody bothers me, pisses me off, hurts me, don't mean I can just turn my back on them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying let anybody do anything to you. <laughs> nah, don't be no fool. But you know, like. <laughs> They're, people are human, you know, and I think that people are just so worried about getting theirs and getting to that next level, whatever that looks like for them, that they forget, like, you had people holding you down from when you was nobody, you know, mm-hmm. or yes. started, you know? Thanks. And I can't, I, my spirit of discernment is like on a thousand. 
So I can always like read people and be like, Mm-mm, they don't sit right with my spirit. <laughs> I'll leave that where I say, you know, because like I don't, I don't want to. Especially, I mean, and thank you, Holy Spirit. I can even take this like corporate America, Jamie. You know, they got yeah. people peeking in your face. Boy, they be the first ones to try to throw you under the bus, or you know, and for what uh, extra ten cents on a dollar? Like, come on, now. <laughs> you know what I'm like we're not making millions of dollars here, you know, and we're not saving lives. So. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, dang, loyalty. That's like everything to me, um, yeah. you know? And then what I said, um, authenticity. Um, being like your true self, that for me hits home the most because for so long I was always taught, um, I've always been different. I've always been sit and I'm just goofy and throw it off. And I love, I love me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people can't handle me. And, um, you know, I've always been taught like to be me, but in a container, you know? And there's one thing um, that I always push is like untamed and never conform. And that goes out of the scripture, you know, Romans 12 and 2, do not conform to the ways of this world, you know, but be transformed by renewing your mind. And that stuck with me for the longest. Like that's probably going to go with me to the grave, you know, because I'm not like nobody else and nobody is really like anybody else. And for so long, people from work, I've had to, well, don't, you know, you could be you, but tame it down a little bit or, you know, change your hair or, you know, don't wear this or cover that up or don't get too many tattoos. And I'm like, bro, mm. like, mm. I'm sitting, if you can't see me past all that other stuff, right. I ain't yes. got for you. You know what yes. I mean? So um, I've just known, like, and once I really started staying in my ground and like who I was, it opened up my eyes significantly. And I can honestly say that was probably when I met Jamie, um, because we went through a lot, you know, working together um, those first couple of years. Um, And there was so much that I was battling. And it was like a a spiritual warfare, really, um, between like, do I be who I am or do I be who everybody thinks I should be? And what that looked like, you know? And girl, I got to a point where... I wasn't even at the job two years. And I was like, you know what? It's about that time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to head out, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I did. <laughs> Y'all can stay here. I'm going to go. <laughs> right. Like, For um, real. You know, I, I can honestly say that. Because, like, I remember, um, I remember, and I apologize if I'm long-winded, but when the spirit gets moving. I no, can, it's okay. That's what this um, is all about. But I know, I can remember when I quit my job, when me and Jimmy were working, um, I had a conversation with my mom. And I got my mom from Louisiana, my people from Louisiana, so they old school and they were old soul, right? And uh, I remember having a conversation with her and she was like, are you sure you want to quit? Like, it'll be okay. It's not that bad. And, you know, trying to talk me out of it and just like, you know, this is a good opportunity. And I can remember to this day, I was just like, mom, um, I hear you. I do. I was like, but what is more important? Me making this, what, $34,000, $35,000 a year or my happiness? Like, which one is more important? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. me showing up every day upset and bothered and letting these people get to me. Like, I, there was, it was so bad I couldn't even sit at my desk for 15 minutes at a time mm-hmm. because my spirit was so bothered. But you think because, oh, it's tough. We all got to deal with it. I mean, yeah, everybody did with something. Don't get me wrong. But I have a choice. And I'm not going to choose to do what you want me to do because you think that's what's best for me. You know, I'm going to choose to do what I want to do because I know who I am and what I bring to the table. And, you know, so I remember I was like, I got to choose me. And I remember that was what, 2013, 14. I was like, nah, like it's me over everything else, you know. Um, So that's why I'm real big on being your authentic you. 
And um, keeping your word, man. That's a good one, bro. (laughs) Being reliable. (laughs) Um, Really, it all goes to, I think they all tie together. Because, like, when I say keep your word, like, be about what you say you're about. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if you say you're going to do this, do that. If you say you're not, don't do that. Um, It's real black and white for me. There are no gray areas. um, Simply because it's all a choice. And you have a choice to either rock with it or not, you know? Um, and so for me, I just am really big on keeping my word because I want people to do for me what they say they're going to do. You know what I mean? Especially if I'm counting on you. You know what I mean? Because we do grow up in this independent world where everybody want to do their own thing. And I got this, and I, I'm my own boss, this and that. But at the end of the day, it takes a village. Right. But if I can't rely on you, I'd rather be by myself. <laughs> then you know trying to rely on you to help me make it and this is and a third so um I think that that's big for me just being about what you say you're about and we good outside of that yeah. <laughs> and that being reliable builds trust yes. you know what I'm saying like yes. I gotta be able to tr- if we're gonna be a team I gotta be able to trust you yes. and count on you like what you're saying count on you that you're gonna come through right. what if I can't be there I need you to show up. But if <laughs> if I if you've been MIA so many times and not keeping your word, then I'm not gonna put you in a position like, oh yeah, you can count on them to show up. Like, nah, because they they might not. Right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey. And then that make that makes your name look bad. <laughs> right. right. So I understand that for sure. Yeah, and going back to the authentic self, like I'm 21, I got a full sleeve. That decided to go from puff to dreads, dress yeah, however I want. Like, I just feel like if you're going to live this life and you only have one shot at living it, go to to the fullest of being you. Like, be yourself always and truly. Like, so many people try to look like what they see and then they're not happy and they wonder why. It's like you're not being true to yourself. So I feel comfortable in my skin. I'm happy to be able to wear what I want, be who I want. So going on that, that was facts. Like, I, yeah. it touched my heart. I'm like, yes, thank and you. And I like, I applaud you honestly because, like I said, you're doing it younger than I did. I mean, you're 21, so when, when was about 21, 22 when we started working um, together. So I mean, roughly around the same age. Um, but like, you're way more bold about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's that's something that's gonna rock in your favor forever. Um, and you know, like, I mean, because I honestly, I dealt with. I've been dealing with people trying to put me in the box up until I want to say August, August of the, last year of two thousand mm. yeah two thousand nineteen August of last year. Um, like I had somebody, I had somebody tell me um, I was working a contract job, and I it was only for nine months, a nine month period, and we're like four months, five months in, and um, everything was good, C- culture was cool, everything was fine. Mm. One day I got pulled in, and they were like. Well, you know, um, you just don't look professional. Now, mind you, this is four or five months into the job. You know what I'm saying? Not like four or five interviews in, like four or five months into the job. So I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I mean, I know I look, I I dress good, you know, because I don't have no problems, you know, and I I know. And they're like, you know, just, um, (laughs) you know, they're like, uh, well, you know, you, you 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 face a lot of clients and um, the whole hair thing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> man, <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> right. And I mean, as, and as soon as they said that 
And the first thing that popped in my mind was like, oh, this girl trying to tell you sign the bell. Like, <laughs> Here's my two weeks. You feel me? <laughs> I mean, and I kid you not, Haley, like, real talk. So, like, I was sitting there and I was just like, I can't believe we in 2019 with this. Like, oh, that you know, like, they were like, well, maybe if you just like cut your hair, cut my hair. Oh, Lord. How much you gonna cut your hair? How about that? Girl. <laughs> like, so instead of being, you know, ignorant, I decided, <laughs> I was like, okay, I kept it cool, kept it cute. I was like, you know what? I can't sit in here any longer. I need a little 15 minute break. Can I go? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna step outside real quick. <laughs> and they were like, okay, cool. So I stepped outside, got myself together, and I prayed, had to talk to the Lord, because I didn't want to talk to them how I felt in my spirit, you know what I'm saying? So um, I came back and I was just like, you know, uh, tomorrow's going to be my last day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I said, you know, no hard feelings. Um, this is not going to work out, clearly, you know? And um, I still, you know, of course, my parents still kind of contemplate, like, it was that the right decision, you know? Um, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I mean, to me, it was. Because, like, when yeah. you talk about my hair, that's me. That's a part of me. When you mm-hmm. hired me, you saw me. I didn't yeah. hide who I was. And so I'm not going to hide who I am for nobody else, you know? So that authenticity is, you know, and people people going to know me for me. They're not going to know me because of my hair, because I got piercings or tattoos. That mm-hmm. is, they know me for me. Right. And the one thing that stuck with me from that is the person that, one of the women that actually said this to me, um, she was like in the middle of the whole thing after she said it. Then the next day I came back and, you know, cause I got, I got to get my notice, you know, even though that was my last day. Um, as I was getting ready to walk out, she was like, you know, I applaud you because your faith and your courage to do what you did. She goes, despite the fact that, you know, it means that you're not working here anymore. She goes, I could never do that. She goes, but your faith and who you are means more to you than anything. She goes, and that's apparent. She goes, I just wish that I had the capacity to do so. And um, it actually brought me to tears because I was just like, thank you, God. Like, I did the right thing. I'm not I'm not conforming to what they think I should. I'm not going to sit here and let people put me in this box and feel like, well, I just got to take it because I need this dollar. Or, you know, I'm not. I can't. I couldn't. I can't. It's not in my nature. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that, even though my heart hurt for her because I wanted to tell her, you can do that. Um, you can have this. You know what I mean? Um just knowing that God saw me, you know what I mean? Not what she saw, but God saw me in that moment. And for me, that was all the validation I needed. So right. he was like, to hit with the job, you know, like she saw me. Um, and I know that what I did witnessed to her. So she got something to take away from that. But at most importantly, God saw me in that moment. And that was all I needed. Exactly. Yeah. And, and shoot, that might have been your whole purpose to be at the job. <laughs> just for her. Right, right. For real though. For real. For real. Oof. I was like, when they hit me with that, I said, oh, <laughs> that hurt a little bit, you know? Man, that's <laughs> crazy. you can't react like you want to, you know, you got yeah. So, yeah, you know, but I mean, I take everything as a lesson learned, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it was, no. stick to being who you are, friend. Stick to being who you are. That's oh, what I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick hard. Because <laughs> ain't nobody about to have me cut my hair off. No. Who you telling? I'm going to stick hard. <laughs> I'm going to stick hard. <laughs> <laughs> Forget all that. Right, right, right. Man, but since quarantine, uh, since it's been a long five, six months, uh, what is something new that you might have learned about yourself? Honestly, um, I've so crazy because I'm like everybody's friend, you know, I'm so friendly. I am actually like a newfound introvert. 
Mm. Um, I'm like, it's black or white for me, right? So like, it's either I want to be my everybody or like nobody, don't mess with me, right? <laughs> so it's hot or cold. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, for a while I've known that I like spending time by myself like that alone time, you know, got your music going, the candles going, you know, be chilling, vibing out to yourself. I can do that. But like during the quarantine, I realized like, no, like I like this all the time. <laughs> like all the time. Um, so I do realize that I don't always be feeling people and it's okay not to always feel people. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I do have a big personality, I just, I be ducked off and I'm very okay with that. That's good because uh, I'm I'm just like you. I want to talk to everybody, be mm-hmm. around everybody, everybody see who I am. Oh, mm-hmm. here go Haley. Nah, through <laughs> quarantine, I've been enjoying this piece. <laughs> I've been with the main people that I love. Yeah, thankful for that. Uh, beyond that, love my teammates as well. Beyond them, no. I don't care to go out. I thought I was a partier, like somebody that's always around people. They got an event going on. Oh, some such and such baby shower, such and such. No, I don't I don't want to go. That's cool. Y'all, y'all do y'all. Yeah. I'm gonna do me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that a hundred percent. Like, no, nah, I don't want it's so funny because somebody asked me the other day, um, so what you got going on this quarantine weekend? And I was like, Ain't nothing changed for me. Like <laughs> This been this been the norm. I, I'm good mm-hmm. at home, you know, chilling, minding my business. So I'm with you. Like this ain't. I'm not like oh, it's something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I done. think it's gonna help me because first off, mask on. Uh, I'm not getting out this house. Yes. <laughs> Y'all going to do what? Right. Why? Right. <laughs> Why are you risking your health for, for what? Right. And then that's my thing. What y'all going? What y'all doing besides spending money? I'm trying to save up. I got stuff I'm trying to do. Mm. Y'all go out and get infected. I'm just gonna mind my business <laughs> <laughs> and stay in my house. Okay. For real. After this is over with, I'm trying to go somewhere. Not trying to still be in the house because I'm sick. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> yeah. For real. Um. So, what is the biggest lesson that track has taught you? Oh. Oh God. Oh. For all those people out there that run track that might be listening into this. Um, okay, what I can honestly say about track, so a little backstory for people who don't know, track is different than most sports. We are on contract, like, every year. Um, so we fight for our spot every day that we go to practice. Um, it is not guaranteed because um, they, they don't have enough money to support everybody because, you know, it's a big sport and it's not a football sport. So um, the one thing that I learned from track is every day you got to show up. You know what I mean? And that's in anything um, because just as easily as you thought you was killing it and you thought she was the best and you thought, oh, I could slack off, baby, they got somebody out there that's grinding for that mm-hmm. and they're coming for you, you know? And it's it's not personal, but it's personal, you know? Because <laughs> you don't know everybody's situation, you feel me? Like, because I came on partial and, um, baby, I needed that. I need that money, you know what I'm saying? I came from a single family household, single parent household, so... I needed to get, I needed, I didn't need her to stress about what I was doing up there, you know? And I mean, thank God I was smart. I am smart. So I had part like half and half, but you know, like from track, you show up every day because you never know um, when your day coming, you know what I mean? To like shine or not. Mm-hmm. And you can never let up, especially if it's something that is in your heart, especially if it's something that you really going after, you know what I mean? Um, you got to show up on one thousand percent, not even a hundred, a thousand percent every day, and, yeah. and leave it all out there. I salute y'all. 
Cause uh, <laughs> track, it ain't for me. I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, junior high, seven, eight grade. We they had track meets. Now you know track meets back in the like high school, junior high was pop, Bumping. right? You yeah. just go for the the culture. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. But uh, I, our coach made us, you know, run a little bit in off season or whatever during track season. Man, say I would go in that bathroom. <laughs> You know, when they call you, your me, your race. <laughs> and you know, they already have the backup person ready. Right, right. Go ahead and tap in, man. <laughs> Especially when they try to put you like on the four by four or the, whichever one where you. That's the four by four. That's, that's the, the whole lap. Yeah. And print it. That was oh, my favorite wow. one. <laughs> that was my favorite one. There you go, Haley. I know I like that whole lab, I love that one because I was the anchor. I was like, we got in last it. place each meet. <laughs> each meet. I made sure I ran as fast as I could. She gave it all she got. She gave it all she got. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Oh, oh Lord. No, Let that's funny. The 200 oh, or the 100. <laughs> yeah, you a short friend, a friend. You a yeah. short friend. No, but you, it's so funny you say that because like, I remember in college, um, they had the girls basketball team come out to run. Boy, we about died, baby. They, <laughs> them girls were struggling. And a lot of them was in shape. was the crazy thing. But they had some repeat 400s, baby. We was out there cheering them, them on. Because, oh, you know. Um, Crack is a whole nother shape. It's a whole nother level. Because uh, eighth grade year, I was like, man, I'm going to try for the track team this year again. Because I love that sport. Got up there. <laughs> I don't know what they was doing during that summer, but them girls was fast. I said, until you running against Mary and Jones. <laughs> I said, so yeah, I'm gonna stick to basketball and that's all that is. Right. It's like right. and that's the good thing about like I love track. That's my heart. Um outside of basketball, because I'm a hooper too. Um and I honestly wish I probably would have seen how far I could have went in, in basketball, but I had a hater for a coach, so you know how that go. Um but um, out of all the sports I played, I, I ran track all my life, played basketball all my life, um, volleyball, softball. Um, track by far is the hardest sport, um, you know, and I mean, even football players tell you that, boy, they hate a track practice. Um, but it's, it's like, it's probably like the most bittersweet thing because like you hate practice, but you love a track meet, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, I mean, I think that's for all sports too. Like practice, I mean, but practice can be fun, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, you know, track meets is where it's at, you know, especially because you could just get out there and it's like, it's about you. You know what I mean? It's not about relying on somebody else unless you're on a, a relay. But even on a relay, you do your part, people going to remember you doing your part, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love track. Oh, God, I love track. And don't love track it. until when the hurdles came in. out. <laughs> Girl, that's that's what I, I saw did. two people fall, uh, fall flat <laughs> on their face. I said, I am not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Look, crazy part about it is though, I've fallen. I've fallen. Let me see. I can say, honestly, say, it ain't been much. Nah, look, <laughs> it ain't been much. But um, I, 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 I feel what, my eighth grade going into my ninth grade year in summer track, at, uh, right before nationals, my feelings were so hurt because I was the number one seed. Bill, yeah. like at least two hurdles in front of everybody. Girl cried, everything, right? Dramatic, but you know, like, um, and then um, I feel, it's um, another time. I feel, um, I feel again in uh, college, um, but this was this was a small meet, so it didn't matter. It wasn't like an important meet, mm-hmm. but the last time I felt hurt my heart, so I was um, 
going for the Olympic trials in 2016 and I was getting ready to go because um, I was running professionally and we had like two or three months out from the trials and we were practicing and like, I, you know how you just know, like, you know, in a game where you know, like, I'm beyond, you know, like, you mm-hmm. knew it was, like, I knew this was my year. Like, I was like, oh yeah, God, like, we've been cooking up some stuff. I've been running professionally, like getting, I was hitting times that, you know, was had me on track and stuff like that. I was like, yeah. Man, we got to one practice. I was practice just practicing. I fell, hit that hurdle so goddamn on hard. Oh, man, but I ended up breaking my I broke my wrist from my wrist to my elbow. They told me I couldn't run hurdles again. Oh my little feelings are so hurt. How high was the hurdle? It wasn't high, it was just how fast I was going out. That's crazy. And that so like I when I think about it now, like it was funny then. Honestly, it was funny because I didn't think I had hurt myself like that. So I bounced back up being goofy, like being me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and everybody was laughing, like, you straight, you straight. And I'm like, yeah. But it was like, dang. I was like, my funny bone still feeling kind of funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, like, oh, no, like, it's swollen. I'm like, okay, it'll go down, you know, the ice. Yeah. I couldn't go to sleep that night because I was in so much pain. And I went to the hospital and it was like, oh, like, this is bad. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, man. And then they told me I couldn't run hurdles anymore because if I, if I fail again, I messed myself up. And I was just like, oh. But I figured that was just God's way of telling me, like, you, you did what you came to do, sis. You good. Sit down. Somebody mm-hmm. else turn, you know, keep pushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I could get back out there and run again, I probably would. I ain't going to lie to you. I probably mm-hmm. would. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, like, with everything that you've been through, you've overcame a lot. What drives you? Like, what gets you going? Oh, that's simple. That's God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's God all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nothing without my faith. I'm nothing without him. Um, and that's, I could say that in my sleep. I can mm-hmm. go and tell you that. You know? <laughs> blink once, I'm a blink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <It's something. laughs> Please, I'm going to do something. I'm going to tell you, it's him. Um, mm-hmm. Don't nothing else matter to me. Um, and when I say that, I mean that wholeheartedly. There's nothing else. There's no amount of money that anybody can ever pay me. There's no amount of fame. None of that. Um, God wake me up in the morning. He give me my assignment every day. He is my motivating, driving factor. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. Okay, so when you left your job, I know that, like how you said what the lady said that, you know, most people, they can't do nothing like that. And when I end up leaving maybe a year or so after you, God helped me. God used you to inspire me and give me strength to let me know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So you inspired a lot of people by you you making that move. And see, when you first, when you leave and you have that faith to leave, if somebody else, like that second situation where they talking about your hair and stuff, yeah. oh, it ain't nothing to leave. Nothing. I done already left before. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> this ain't nothing. nothing. <laughs> right? But um, I know you faced a lot of challenges when that happened. So what was one of your biggest challenges after you left? Um, I mean, the obvious. So for all y'all who are listening, um, I ain't got all the money in the world. I am... Uh, um, Honestly, I'm a struggling entrepreneur. Like, let's be real. You know, like, it ain't like I could leave and I had mom and daddy money or I had, like, a set save. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mm-hmm. have that. So me, when it was, when, when Jamie says it's a faith thing, like, that's really what it was. It was a faith thing. It was, I, I trusted that God was going to provide. Um, and that's, you know, me leaving wasn't like, oh, yeah, I got another job planned. I wish I could tell you I had another job lined up. I didn't. Um 
Like, so the biggest struggle was, okay, God, I'm out here now. <laughs> like, I didn't do it. I didn't take that leap of faith. Like, what's up? You got to catch yeah. me, you know? And um, that was the biggest thing was getting, build, not only building the faith to leave, but building the faith to trust that once I left, I would be okay. Yeah. Um, you know, because like I said, I, it wasn't like I just had something set up. You know what I mean? So, um, and the crazy thing is when I left the first job with you, Jamie, um, it was so crazy what God did because I ended up leaving that job a full-time nine to five. I moved back home within a matter of a week. And um, I started the job that I picked up. I was making about two or three times the amount of money I was making at that job. And I wasn't even working as hard. And I was like, God, what you trying to, you could have been did this, like, <laughs> you know? But I was too afraid of letting other people's thoughts get caught up. You know, like that yeah. back to that battle of like what people thought I should be doing versus, you know, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, so the biggest thing was really having the faith to trust, like, okay, God, if I do this, if I take this step, you know, I trust that you got something for me because I, I'm out here at this point and it ain't like I can go back, you know, because I didn't quit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, just really finding the faith and trusting and believing that it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And with that being your biggest challenge that you had to face, what would you say was your biggest reward from leaving your job? Freedom. 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 Right, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, praise God. I can do a shout around this right now. Okay. It's like, <laughs> um, freedom, man. Um, just knowing, like, I don't owe nobody nothing. And I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to appease anybody. You know, I run my business. Mm-hmm. I run what I do. Um, it's mine. And I don't have to pay nobody else for my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't, can't nobody tell me when you can't go nowhere when I feel like I can go somewhere. You know what I mean? Like if I'm putting in the work and I want to take a vacation, I di- I earn that. You know what I'm saying? And you can't tell me I didn't earn that, you know, because that's what they try to do. You know, honestly, and no shades to people that work a nine to five, it's like that. that just ain't for me. That's not my nature. You know, I can't sit here and, and bust my tail every day, all day for you. And all you could tell me is, well, good job. What? Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I didn't get on clock. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and no, nah, like, there's just, I mean, there's so much I can go with down that. But that freedom of knowing, like, okay, I'm doing this. This is mine. Like, this is yeah. my business. Um, you know, I can come and go as I please. And then it also, it, it, it also, when you step out on faith like that, especially as an entrepreneur, it does help you to grow and mature business-wise because you do see like, okay, like I really can't slack because that dollar still got to come in for real, for real this time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I know, okay, if I go this hard, I can get the rewards from this. But if I slack off, I can see how that can hurt me, mm-hmm. you know, versus... You know, if you work a job at a big corporation, you're just a number. And it really don't matter if you show up or you don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But for your own, it was the freedom to know, like, I can come and go as I please. I can build the business how I want to. And, you know, the vision that God has for me, I'm planning on doing something to provide a platform for people just like us. Because, like, and when I say us, I don't mean, like, black or, you know, this and that. I'm talking about people that's out here really trying to be who God called them to be, but still push their business. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so having the freedom to do that, you know, like, I used to get in trouble for praying on a job, you know what I'm saying? Or I used to get in trouble for uh, writing in my journal and reading my Bible on my 15 minute break, like oh, my really? 15 minute break. Wow. So when we worked together, um, well, yeah, I mean, 
So, Jamie, I don't, I mean, you know, we used to have a lot of meetings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you went through it with girl. With, um, with that. Yeah, yes. like I got in trouble. I mean, even working there with Jamie, I remember my manager telling me, he was like, I mean, I don't know if you really come to work to work. And I was like, at first, <laughs> I was like, what? So what do you mean? You think I come here because I like y'all? Like, <laughs> it is, you know? But then I realized, like, he see past what I'm doing. Like, he see the fact that, like, I'm holding prayer meetings and I'm holding stuff like that. He see, like, I don't be, I don't be here. Like, you know, I get my job yeah. done. But I don't be, like, I used to, and not to condone it, but I used to, me and Jamie used to put up fake meetings on the schedule. So that way I'm so I could go into a room just to work because I couldn't function being around all them different spirits. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that. Like, wasn't I wasn't doing the work? You know, they couldn't. They could never say I wasn't doing the work. Yeah. But, um, we having. We used to have our uh, coffee breaks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but even on this last one that I told y'all about, where they talked about my hair and stuff, like she, they brought up the fact that oh, well, you know, you're always, you know, right, reading your Bible and this and that and. My question was, well, was the job that I came to do not getting done because of that? Like, you couldn't say that, you know? Like, it was never, I've never even gotten in trouble for performance. It's never, ever been that issue. My faith has been too big for a lot of rooms, you know? And that's in a lot of situations, and it's sad. It is. People don't want you to be you. And then also, too, um, going back to, like, being your authentic self, God has so much power in you. Like, he's placed so much power in you, and even if you don't realize it, the reason why people treat you different is because they see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And other people recognize the power that's in you. And a lot right. of people are afraid of that. Like mm-hmm. the one thing that I've learned in this 30 years up on this earth um, is that what people, what people don't understand, and uh, they become afraid of. And what they become afraid of, they try to kill. Um, and you can take that however you want. Mm-hmm. But if you ever notice what people don't understand, um, they become afraid of, that's where fear comes from because they can't understand it. And when they fear you, they try to kill you. And if you don't recognize your power soon enough, they can. And so I was just thankful that God never allowed me to get lost and not recognize who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd be, I'd be damned if somebody shut me out because they just afraid that I'll get too big, too big for them. You know what I mean? So um, always know who you are. That's that. I'm so big on that. Know who you are and know what you carry because we're way more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, knowing what you know today, what can you um, knowing what you know today? If you can go back being a student athlete, what would you uh, tell yourself or tell that person or that student athlete that's still a student athlete right now? You know what I'm saying? That's trying to navigate through life and on their journey, what would you tell them? Um, I think when I listened to y'all's first uh, episode, um, what Haley said really stuck with me. Um, your coach, she was like, the window is closing. Um, I think for me, I would have, I think that's what I would go back and tell myself, even now, like, don't get it twisted. We got time, but we don't have time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that window is closing for whatever opportunities presenting and stuff at the moment. Um, and so I would tell myself, um, don't get caught up in thinking you got time because you don't, you know, you mm-hmm. really don't. Um, and I would go even harder than what I did. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have got so caught up in outside distractions sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause you get caught up in that. He say, she say, uh, you know, and, 
little petty mess that you get right. into in school, you know, because it'd be drama, you know, you'd be dramatic and it's, oh my gosh, you know. You know? And then now when I look back, I'm like, I don't let the people waste my time. <laughs> look, black my blessings and stuff, I ain't got time, you know, so... Um, just I would go back and tell myself, like, remember, see what you came here for, you know, and remember to not only leave it all out there, but you don't have all the time that you think you have. So, yeah, I wish I would have. I'm not where y'all are right now, but still, like, I realize now that I wish that I wouldn't have been a procrastinator and try to hold things off. And oh, I'll get to it two months later. Oh, I'll get to it next year. Oh. I, you know, maybe I'm just not going to do it, actually. You know? <laughs> and that, like, with every plan that I've come up with that has been such, like, a good idea and everybody tells me it's a good idea, go for it. I've just been like, nah, I'll hold it off. This is probably, like, the first thing. This podcast is the first thing that I've actually gone ahead and done and came yeah. up. Me and Jamie came up with a time when we was going to do this and, and shoot it and everything, and everything happened on time. So I say to myself... You shouldn't have been a procrastinator because you you missed out on a lot of blessings, man. But don't say that though, because I don't I don't believe that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. what you is for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we gotta go through that. You know, we gotta yeah. miss some stuff. You know what I mean? Because God gotta open our eyes to show us, like, all right now, like you was playing, but get on track. And I believe okay. once we get on track, because like I don't think I don't I don't owe myself my old self nothing. Like when I mm-hmm. say I did what I did and I did to the best of my ability, I did. I had a great. 27 years mm-hmm. but in year 27 God had to sit me down and I don't believe I missed out on nothing but now I see things to where it's like okay God when you bring me back to it yeah you bring me back to that opportunity I ain't missing it this time right you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna mess it up not at all like yeah. I've procrastinated before um you know because every anything that's not um anything that is not anything out of season is a curse. You know what I'm saying? So even if you would have had that opportunity, you would move on it. You probably didn't mess it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't have went the way that it was going to go now, you know? So, um, I wouldn't even look at it that way. I would look at it as like, okay, God, thank you for bringing me out of that procrastination phase. Cause girl, that was, girl, that was me too. Girl. <laughs> and it's like, now that you, right, Jamie, right. <laughs> so it's like, now that you telling me to go, I'm gone. You know what I mean? Like, now it's no limits. Now if and let's go back to like being about what you say you're about. Now Haley, you say, okay, God, you put in front of me, I'm gonna go. Mm. You put it in front of you, you better take off. You yeah, know? Yeah. I'm dang if I'm still stuck and you looking at everybody else like God, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> don't yeah. nobody want that feeling, you know? Yeah, thank you for sharing that for real, because yeah. you know, I I think like we're in a time where we think that we got to do things in order to get somewhere. And if we're not doing it, then we're not doing anything with our lives. So I thank you for sharing that with me. It helps me know that, you know, things happen for a reason and it's all going to work out in the end. Oh, it is. Like, I mean, I can tell you that now, like even the other day I'm looking on Instagram, which I freaking hate social media, but (laughs) um, I was on there and I see like my homeboy doing well. And like, Honestly, if you look at it from um, like the outside looking in, like you, because social media is just like fake. You know what I mean? That's fake. Yeah. Like, everything that people post is like that's just hey. the best glimpse of what they got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not to hate, but you know, you got to just be careful with that. You got to protect your gateways. You know. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, man, if people just looked at social media, they would be like, dang, like you ain't got nothing going on, you know? And Sometimes it feels that way. Like I see all these people pop in and got these likes and these views and they look like, I mean, they look like they booming, you know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. 
I'm like, I don't know what their spiritual life like, you know? Right. I don't know what it's like outside of the ground, you know? Yeah. I, could, I mean, I was good on the ground, you know what I mean? But um, I just, I, 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 that's one thing that in life that I've learned and I've had to deal with and, and like overcome is not allowing what my reality looks like to block me from seeing the promises that God has for me, mm-hmm. you know? Because if I was so, if I get so caught up on what my now looks like, I mean, I, I'm never going to make it at this point, how it looked, you know, I'm never going to be what God told me I was going to be. Never that. But I just got to, I've had to overcome and I did struggle with focusing on that promise, focusing on like, God, you said I'm going to do this. You said I'm going to have these businesses. You said this. And if that's what you said, I got to believe that because if I keep looking at everybody else and all these distractions, I'm going to just be stuck where I'm at. And I can't, I can't be here. This ain't enough for me, you know? So, um, I, I, I encourage you, Haley, um, and you, Jamie, I mean, because, you know, Jamie, my dog, though. <laughs> I'm but, still growing, so. I'm right, you know, we're also growing. You know, Haley, just because you're getting a head start, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, don't be, don't let what everybody else doing, because everybody else doing it for everybody else. You do it for you and you do it for God. Mm-hmm. And when it's your time, it's going to happen. Regardless of what looks like right now, um, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. Right. And we, could just, we was just talking about, uh, me and Haley was just talking about, because I was telling her we had set values for our podcast and stuff, like values that we stand on. And I'm like, when you, when you have certain values that you stand on and when God is your sensor, it kind of keeps you at sensor and keeps you focused in a way, because you're right. Social media can be a distraction, but if, if you understand your purpose and uh, why you're doing the things that you do, then that will keep you from you doing stuff for for other people. In my opinion, like that's something that keeps me grounded. Yeah. Ask myself, okay, is this going to bring value to someone in some type of way? If I make this post or if I say this, if it is, and am I doing it to bring value or am I doing it for other people? So I have to, so you really got to have conversation with yourself and ask yourself those questions because we living in that world where social media is so big and subconsciously we can get lost and not even know it, that it's happening. Mm I mean, it's so quick. And yeah. I'm so glad I'm so glad you said that because I mean even now like these last couple of, this last couple of years even in fitness like that's such a saturated market you know and especially being a female who's not out here showing her body because that's not my style you know I'm a thug I keep the gangster you know what I'm saying yeah. so <laughs> I'm not I'm not you know I I don't do sex appeal that's not my thing because yeah. I'm about what I do my business and that's I'm trying to heal people help people you know and. So for the longest, I was like, dang, like, why my business not picking up? Like, well, I know I'm good at what I do. I have a great clientele, you know, and I know I offer more than just working people out. You know, I, anybody could just give somebody some lunches and sit up to call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God kept trying to tell me, like, you're not in your lane. You're not in your lane. Because I've always been different than everybody else. Every gym I went to, I was always the outlier. You know, I've always been the outlier, always. And that's why I say never conform and stay untamed. Nobody can tame me. And finally, you know, um, even during this quarantine, this quarantine has really been a blessing for me. Um, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, I, I, man, look, I done spent the most time with Jesus that I've ever spent. I have spent the most time with myself that I've ever spent and I have grown so much from it. And, you know, um, now my, my business is picking up again. And now, you know, we're practicing social distancing, of course. But now when I, I used to have boot camps and I used to have 
um, events where I didn't, I couldn't really be me. Like I could be me, but it was only so much, you know, like people came for the fitness, not the fitness and the faith. Now mm-hmm. I, my boot camps, people come in because they want to hear that word. Like I, yeah. I like halfway preaching at some of my boot camps because that's what people are coming for. So it's like now I can really do what I want. Like I've always dreamed of being able to, you know, do things where God is the first part, not the after t- thought, you know, like the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. But he's the first thing. And so and now I have boot camps where we don't start till we pray, you know, and, and then even when we finish, people won't leave to like, wait, we're going to close out. Like we're going to. We're going to pray. We're gonna, we got a word for the day. And so for me, it's like, even if I only make $100 from that, boy, that's the best $100 I could ever make. Yeah. You know, like I brought, I brought, I gave it all and I did what God wanted me to do. And, and it's because it's never about what we can get out of. It's always about, like you said, Jamie, what somebody else can receive from that. Like what value am I giving to somebody else? You know? And so being able to wait my time and, and go through what I, I've gone through, because I'm not done. Like, you know, there's every level is a new devil. So you, we got obstacles all along the way. But going through what I've gone through till now and seeing like, okay, God, like, oh, it's happening. Like, okay, like I could, I could do this. Like, and it's not a turn off to say your name. It's not a turn off to, to pray yeah. and to preach and to, to pour into people. That's not a turn off no more. Like for me, I wish I could have found this part two, three years ago. I could have yeah. saved my life. Honestly, because it's like mm-hmm. sometimes I, I feel what you're saying. Because sometimes it's like uh, I don't want to step on no one's toes. That's how I used to be. You know what I'm saying? To keep it 100, because yeah. it's like the world that we live in is like, okay, Lord, like if I and then I don't want to turn them away from getting to know him, right. from mm-hmm. seeing him or showing them him. Yeah, so it's like. How do you want me to go about it? Like, right. you know, but now that's our difference. Yep. That's what makes us unique. Yep. And the amazing thing about it is what people need. Absolutely. Good substance. They getting steak versus uh, nachos. <laughs> I like a good nacho though. I like good nacho. <laughs> I do too. But you know what I'm saying? It's not for real. The chip, right? Right? Just the chip. You know, but you know, it's so crazy that you say that though, because it's like, and and the thing is, is like me being me has been the staple. You know, like you being you has been the staple. Like God has never asked us to do nothing else outside of that, but be who we are. Mm -hmm. We were too busy getting consumed with what the world wanted us to be, and what that looked like, and fitting in. And not to say that we tried to fit in, because I know between three of us, ain't none of us ever really just tried to fit in. Yeah. But, you know, like, we cool. People gravitate towards us. So when they do, it's like, oh, well, we want to make them feel comfortable and this and that. But I got to a point, look, my peace means more to me than what you got going on. Man. <laughs> if I got to give you this word, you're going to have to take it. Because I need you, especially if you're going to be around me. Because everybody around me got to grow. You know, yeah. like, everybody. I mean, I remember, I remember the Holy Spirit gave me something, Jamie. I remember I shared this with you. And it was just like, I know that I need people around me because... If I see somebody else start to be blessed, I'm trying to be attached to that. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, but I don't want nobody, to, I don't want to be attached to somebody that's cursed or somebody that's not growing because mm-hmm. if we're connected, if that starts to die off, that means that's creeping towards me. I, I ain't got time for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, with, with that being said, it's like everything that we're doing, God just wants us to be us because when we're us, like I said, we carry so much power and we don't even know it, you know? And when we're who we are, that makes people see God a whole lot quicker. That makes people know who Jesus is because we're the living Jesus that they see. 
Yeah. You know, and when they see like, oh, well, it's something different about Jamie. Or, you know, I like the way Haley carries herself. It's, you know, like, what's that she got going on? Her little vibe. Mm-hmm. It's not like, yeah, we cute. You know, yeah, we cool. But it's something else. And a lot of people, that's God. You know, that's that Jesus thing, that, that, that's that pool. And so it's like, just be you and let God do the rest. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But we be so busy trying to dress it up and, you know, this and that. And God don't need all that. You know, Jesus don't need all that, man. Yeah. Like, he just needs us to be our authentic selves. And that'll captivate millions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, so since you were talking on about your business, please, I want you, uh, because this is a platform for you and, and what you do and all those people out there in Houston are people that just go through Houston that need to work out and, and hear the, feel the Holy Spirit. We want you to let everybody know what you do, the name of your business and, and, and how far that you've gone with it. Um, yeah, so um, I'm known as Misfit Sid. Uh, I do uh, fitness coaching. So I not only do I do personal training, but I do holistic health coaching. Um, I do all that jazz. I put on different uh, fitness events. Um, I'm big on supporting the community. So uh, I have a business called Buy It and Brunch. It's a boot camp, a brunch, and a a vending network. So Mm -hmm. I support local businesses. Um, I'm out in Houston, uh, but that won't be for long. God willing, I'm going to start to expand. And uh, I'm here for all your all your needs. Not only do I transform you physically, because that's the easy part, right? But mm-hmm. we go deeper. We go mentally and spiritually. Um, my goal is a whole renewal process. Um, like, I'm an athlete at heart, so I go. And I, I don't play. And I hold nothing back. Um, because we tend to, as people, we tend to ease up when we feel like things get a little too hard. But, you know, in that pressing place, in that place where it gets so tough, that's where God can do the most. And that's where transformation really happens. So as a coach, that's what I do. Um, I push you to pass your limits, you know, and then let God do the rest. Mm-hmm. I just need you to, I just need you to give me the opportunity to get you there. And from there, um, that's where growth happens, you know, and that's what I'm all about. Um, every client that I meet, I don't, I don't um, ask them, well, how much weight are you trying to lose? That's never my first question. Mm-hmm. Um, my first question is, what, what is it that you want out of this? What do you want out of this experience for me? Because with me, it's an experience. It's not just a session. Um, it's not just, oh, we went and trained. Nah, it's an experience. When you leave from the first encounter, you're going to feel God if you don't feel nothing else. You know, And it's going to be something that makes you be like, you know what? It was something about her, and I got to get back to it, you know? Um, so yeah, if you're ever in the Houston area, come check me out. Um, Instagram it's misfit underscore Sid S Y D. Um, I'm, I'm here to transform lives and I'm just going to keep being me until God, you know, take me home. Yes. 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 Love uh, to hear it. Right. And I apologize y'all if y'all saw me shaking my head earlier. Uh, Amari, my son here. So he... <laughs> Nothing, Jamie. I'm like, I love the kids. (laughs) Yeah, but um, what I don't know if you mentioned it, but your event that's coming up, you have one. You have a um event coming up, right? Yeah, so I have a boot camp um in the Pearland area. It starts on Tuesday. Um, you can still sign up. The link is on my Instagram. Um, it starts on August 11th. Um, it's a boot camp. It's a all month boot camp. So it'll go August 11th through, I think, the first week in September. So right through Labor Day. So probably in uh, September 8th. Um, and it's $100 to sign up. And we meet three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday um, at Tom Bass Park. And we get after it. Um, we 
we go hard and I love the group. Um, it's growing. We started, I started off um, in third ward area and um, I was working alongside somebody and we had a consistent camp all of July um, of about 80 people. Mm-hmm. And from there we branched off and I took the Pearland area and I have about 25 people there. I had them last month and I think we're on target for 40 this month. So God is in the blessing business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it's only because I've been obedient to his call on my life. And I know he's a faithful, faithful God. So yeah, if y'all ready to get your life transformed, come on to Pearland and uh, it's work, you know? <laughs> Look, we all about promoting businesses if they have a good meaning behind it but we are especially supporting black businesses so please (laughs) please everybody out there support your black business this is this is cheap a hundred dollars for what you giving this is an ultimate package where really if she was if she was like other people out there this would be (laughs) 6.99 right so be grateful man please support please support because from just this interview the vibes that you give off is is amazing and and really natural and I'm loving it right now. So please, everybody out there, you are in the support. Um, before we we close out, what what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue your career or go down the you know Ooh. similar to yours? That's a good one, friend. Um, <laughs> somebody who wants to. Um, I would say, honestly, like any other entrepreneur, it is not for the light at heart, Um, (laughs) y'all. Especially if you're a female in the industry um, who's about their business. Okay. Um, There's a difference. You could be a female that's in the industry who's out here just trying to be seen. And then they got these women out here that's out here working like me. And um, you can't give up. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard. It is a doggy dog world. Um, and especially worse for people who are not out here selling nothing else besides fitness, you know, but you got to grind and you can't give up. And I'll take it back to what I said about track. You got to show up every day. Like it's your last, you got to leave it all out here. You got to go and you got to really push what you believe and you got to believe in what you push, you know? And if you say you're going to come out here and you know, you want to do training you can't let up, you know, because it's going to be people that don't want to train with you. It's going to be people that don't believe in you. It's going to be people that um, want to train with the next person because they look better than you or because they got more Instagram followers or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's always going to be a hater. It's always going to be a, a block. It's always going to be that. But if God called you to this and this is something that you believe you're going to do, um, go after what everything you got. And most importantly, look like what you're selling. If you say you in fitness and you about to do this, look like you're in fitness. Don't come out here trying to play with people. And I'm serious. If I'm not nothing, I'm real. Don't come out here overweight or don't come out here, can't do the whole workout. And you trying to sell this to other people. People see that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't even trust you. Right. (laughs) You run it. Right. (laughs) Like if you out of breath from 20 jumping jacks, now look, I'm on my money back, okay? Because now I'm training you. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just something I wholeheartedly believe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't giving my money just to nobody, okay? Right. And, um, right. you know, so be be a walking billboard. I mean, and I say that, like, you know, we joking about it, but yeah. I mean, I've never been out of shape, thank you, God. But one thing I did tell God was, even though I never looked out of shape, um, 
I, I prayed, you know, like I said, within the last couple of years, three or four years, I prayed and asked God for him to, um, I wanted to be about what I said I was. And I wanted to treat my body like a temple. And so if I'm out here looking good and I'm out here wanting everybody else to look good, but I don't even treat my body like a temple, what, what am I doing it for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if it's not for God, it, it's not for nobody. It don't mean that to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really mean that wholeheartedly. Like, don't be sitting here saying you're a trainer and all you eat is cheeseburgers, hot fries, and sodas. You know what I mean? Yeah, you look good, but you're not even, you know, you're not even for real about your business. You're not even for yeah. real about what you're preaching to everybody else. And for mm-hmm. me, I can't, I can't receive nothing from nobody who ain't living right, you know? So not even just the aesthetics part. Like, be mentally about that. You know what I mean? Right. Don't mm-hmm. tell your client, oh, it's mind over matter. You could do it and you don't do it. Like, exactly. I even got convicted on not working out. I hadn't worked out in God knows how long. And I'm over here telling people they could do it and do 10 more and this and that. And I'm like, I probably couldn't do five if I got out here right now and did it, you know? <laughs> so, um, especially in this industry, you know, and I feel like that can go across the board. Be about what you say you're going to be about in your in your industry, you know? And I believe that um, integrity goes a long way. And people honor that, you know? And if you got a good product and you're about your business, I believe God will bless you. Um, no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just on the, the question for the week, question for the week, we're going to start doing this, uh, just a little fun thing, uh, and also to tie in with your sport, so, or the sport that you played. Uh, do you think life is a sprint or a marathon? Baby, I wish. <laughs> no, I don't wish it was a sprint. I don't, because I lost. I lost. <laughs> But no, it is definitely a marathon. And I thank yeah. God it is because it gives you time. Okay. Because yeah. uh, while you still struggling right now, somebody going to catch that cramp on mile 13 and you got a chance to catch up. Mm-hmm. And um, I thank God for being a God of second chances. And I thank God for time, for being yes. a keeper of time. Because what I might have missed out on prior, I know I'm going to receive sevenfold when I keep going. Yeah. So I definitely think it's a marathon. As much as I like a good sprint. Okay. Uh, it is definitely a marathon and it's honestly it's like it's like the 400 hurdles if you've ever seen it um the 400 hurdles is a man's race man like that's a beast um and it's it's lengthy but it's quick but it's hard because there's always a hurdle coming up and every time you think you got the clear path something coming in your way Mm -hmm. and it's a matter of what you got inside of you um and what you've been working on all this time to see if you can endure the race and if you can get over each obstacle that comes your way so um yeah it's definitely a marathon man well thank you so much sydney for coming on here being our first interviewer it was like the best interview that we've had and this the only this the first one it's the first one we set the bar okay it's the bar we set the bar hi thank you so much again this is episode two jumping over the hurdles with sydney johnson uh, and man, uh, thank you so much, y'all. Again, like I said in the last one, wear your mask, please. Please and also support your black businesses, Miss Sydney Johnson. And remember, black lives always and will forever matter. Thank you, guys. Also, please stay tuned in next week. We have a special one for you guys. My best friend, Miss Kayla Wells from Texas A&M University, is going to be talking to us about her highs and her lows on her journey of being a Division One women's basketball player. You don't want to miss it.